Good morning, Grace Vineyard, and all those following us online as we celebrate Palm Sunday together. He raised Lazarus from the dead! Who is this Jesus of Nazareth? He's a prophet, a great prophet. A prophet? On a donkey? <laughs> Sunday marks Jesus' arrival in Jerusalem to celebrate the Feast of Passover. He was welcomed by the crowds, waving palm branches as they would have welcomed a conquering king. Here was Jesus, the promised Messiah, to break the power of their Roman oppressors and establish his kingdom rule and reign. What excitement! What anticipation! They'd been waiting so long for this. Art thou the king of the Jews? Sayest thou this thing of thyself, or did others tell it thee of me? Am I a Jew? Thine own nation and the chief priests have delivered thee unto me. What hast thou done? My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then would my people fight that I should not be delivered to the Jews. Art thou a king then? Thou sayest that I am a king. To this end was I born, and for this cause came I into the world, that I should bear witness unto the truth. Everyone that is of the truth heareth my voice. What is truth? Ye have brought this man unto me as one that perverteth the people. I have examined him before you and find no fault with this man touching those things whereof you accuse him. I have sent him to Herod. He has found that nothing worthy of death has been done. I will therefore chastise him and release him. According to your custom, at this time of year, one prisoner shall be released. Barabbas. 
three Barabbas. What shall I do then with Jesus, who is called the Christ? Crucify him. I am innocent of the blood of this just person. See ye to it. But come Good Friday, all their hopes were dashed and the promises turned to ashes. Their long-awaited king was no king at all but a hopeless prisoner of the Roman rulers. They saw him as a false king, making false promises about a kingdom that never came. They thought he was just like the false prophets before him. They were still enslaved to Rome, ruled by Caesar in subjugation to a foreign king who did not worship their God, but called himself a God. They felt let down, disappointed, bitter and angry. They cried out their anguish and anger with the words, crucify him, crucify him. How do we weave our story around this story of betrayal, disappointment and loss? Have you ever felt God has let you down, not honored a promise or not taken away a pain or loss? Have you ever felt disappointed with God or even angry with him? You may be pleased to know that this is absolutely normal and that the Bible is full of examples of people crying out to God in pain and disappointment. This is called lament. Lament is often a protest, shaking a fist at God. The Lament Psalms teach us it is never wrong to cry out to God. God hears us in our pain and draws us close. More than one third of the Psalms are Psalms of Lament. It's a cry to God, begging or petitioning him to rescue us from our agony. And at its core, lamentation is an act of faith. When we lament, we call out to the only one who can do something about our pain. Atheists cannot lament. Only people of faith can be disappointed by God because we've seen his goodness and know his love and saving grace. Have you ever been so overcome with anguish, you not only felt overwhelmed with grief, but also felt utterly, completely, soul-despairingly alone, as if no one could possibly understand the depths of your pain. In times like these, it is sometimes difficult to remember that God is there with you in your pain, listening and ready as you cry out your heartache, anger or loss. Psalm 63 says, my soul is in deep anguish. How long, Lord? How long? Have you ever cried out this to him? 
Here David is clearly weary of waiting for deliverance from his pain. It can be agonizing when it feels like God is taking a long time to rescue us from our suffering. Perhaps this is how the crowd felt at Jesus' arrest. They had waited so long. This psalm reminds us we can take comfort from knowing God is there when we call out to him. We can cry out to him and he will hear and respond in his perfect time. But, and here's our problem, are we prepared to wait? I'm so quick to demand answers or assume outcomes. When I'm not spiritually attentive or when I'm physically tired, I mentally race to the worst possible outcome, not stopping to take my thoughts captive. 2 Corinthians 10 and verse 5 says, We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take every thought captive to make it obedient to Christ. What you put in your mind has an effect on what you think. God can handle our childish petulance or when we're impatient and unwilling to accept his time frame for what we are experiencing, for he has a plan even when we can't see it. God is strong enough to handle our questions, anger, doubts, disappointments and distress. He loves us deeply. He is always there. We are never alone. Even Jesus cried out in anguish as he hung on the cross, echoing the words of Psalm 21, 22 verse 1. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? If you've ever felt like this, you're in good company. But Jesus was crying to his father knowing he was close and listening and then he got the assurance so he could finish with the words it is finished god's plan of salvation was made perfect in the sacrificial sacrificial death of jesus if i'm going to let god finish his work in me i'm going to have to learn how to wait i must learn to wait well waiting with patience and hope, letting God be God and trusting him to fulfill his purposes. He has begun a good work in me and I must lean on him and keep pace with him on my spiritual journey so his work in me can be completed. This too is part of lament. If only the crowd in front of Pilate had waited, trusted, truly believed Jesus and the words he spoke, they might have acted very differently and been a part of his glorious resurrection. While we wait for God to act, we remember who he is and what he's done for us in the past, his saving grace and the many blessings we have received. Only then we can trust him in the silence and hiddenness. We practice remembering we practice hope. We are people who live in hope in two directions, both backward and forward. 
we long for the kingdom to come in fullness, even as it has already come in Jesus, our King. And we trust the one who began a good work in us and for us will indeed complete it. How can we be disappointed when we have the promise of a city where all things will be made new? I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice saying, look, God's dwelling place is now among the people and he will dwell with them. They will be his people and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things has passed away. Revelation 21 verses two to four. I pray this message will have gone some way to easing any pain or burden you might have been carrying or any anger or disappointment you've been feeling towards God and that by his Holy Spirit you're able to lament and wait in hope and trust for his perfect plan for your life in him. We have just passed the anniversary of one year in lockdown. Anniversaries are usually something to celebrate, a time of joy shared with family and friends. But there was little to celebrate as we looked back on this past year, the pain, the losses, the waiting. We stood in silence, holding a single candle, a flame of hope to remind us that all is not lost. The vaccines have been rolled out. We have a roadmap out of lockdown and a brave new world we will be stepping into. God did not cause COVID, but he allowed the shaking. So when we had lamented, we turned to him and let go of our selfishness and self-obsessed lives and look to the good of others, caring for our neighbors, diving deeper into his word and prayer and placing our trust, not in man, but in God. Can we stand today and welcome our King Jesus with palm branches, knowing he has given us a kingdom that will never end? And can we place our disappointments in his loving hands, knowing he loves and cares for us? Can we rest in his embrace and trust our futures to him? Have your disappointments driven you closer to God or have you turned away from him? Think about these things as you go into your breakout rooms now to chat and pray through the questions.